Thanks for joining us for another intriguing edition of the Stack Pack. Perhaps you can help solve a mystery. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode. Um, episode 14. Today we are covering um, episode 14 of the Robert Stack Originals uh, series. It's season 1 still. And if you're watching over on Hulu, it's episode 11. Um, I am uh, David Howell. Um, as always, today I am joined, um, right next to me is Rodan, currently at home. home Back at home, home for the next, uh, home. few weeks. Home Dan, and me, Elias <laughs> Dominguez, Elias. over here on the other part of, uh, Texas. Right there, more towards the middle of Texas. And we are here to motherfucking tell you about some motherfucking... Uh, spooky, We're here to pack spooky, spooky true crime, and this is a really good episode. This is a fucking good. It's episode. a very busy episode. Six six stories. Yeah, six cases. It's kind of never ending. But let's get sleuthing. Pull any punches? No, but see, it doesn't. It, it's got it all, man. Lots of murder, kidnapping, yeah. um, fucking some lo- lost fortune. Yeah, some fraud. Some fucking. It's got uh, it all. Yeah, man, and those, I don't know, man, we'll get to that soon, but those bore me so much, the lost heirs, like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> but that's okay, that's all right. Anyways, um, first case is, uh, this is a uh, missing, right? Yeah. They never yeah, found yeah. his body. Missing, they, they never found him. This is uh, Jeremy Bright, he was a 14-year-old, um, and he went missing from the county fair in August of 1986. Coos County. Coos County. Coos oh, County. I didn't get the town in this one. Coos did County, you? Myrtle Coos. Point, Oregon. Oregon, okay. I, yeah. I would imagine, Dan, did you any do any research as to the actual town that it's in? I, I would imagine that it sounded like it was a pretty small town. It, it I did like, not, unfortunately. I kind of I kind of did a rush job on the, this It seems case. like they talked about the fair like it was some huge event in town like yeah like they, they parties look, going on they look forward to it every year that week debauchery um, yeah so <laughs> swingers parties the carnies really let themselves go in this town <laughs> so so jeremy bright was a bright kid if you will he was popular he was uh, into sports very athletic, he, um, apparently. this was his summer right before his freshman year and uh he didn't actually even live in this town. And every year, him and his buddies went to this county fair, and it was like a high point of their years, was what the stack man said. And he actually lived about 100 miles away, um, but he was staying with uh, – it, it wasn't his stepfather. It was his friend's stepfather, right? Ollie? Uh, yeah. No, it says Jeremy and his sister came to Myrtle Point to attend the fair. They stayed with their stepfather, father, oh. Ollie, while there. Oh, I thought – I don't know why I thought that so too. So Ollie is the stepfather of or, uh, uh, Jeremy. Or Ollie or Oli. Oli is ro- what Robert yeah. Stack says. I think that's Oli. wrong. Ollie, Ollie. Ollie. Oleander, Oleander. You say potato, I say potato. I don't think his name is – I don't think it's short for Oleander. <laughs> anyway, so Jeremy and his sister stayed in Myrtle Point to attend the fair, and they stayed with their stepfather uh, while they were there. And on Thursday, August 14th, he called his mom. Um, so that morning, Ollie, uh, Oli, whatever his fucking name is, went to work, <laughs> and that was the last – and, and um, uh, Jeremy and his friend Johnny went to the fair, and everybody saw them hanging out, having a great time. And so he calls his mom – from the fair tells him tells her that she he's having a great time and that and she says i'll pick you up in two days have a good time or whatever and that's the last time um the mom spoke to jeremy and then after the fair they went to the grandpa i guess his grandpa owned a bar 
Yeah, and, yeah. And stepdad lent him some cash um, for that Gave night. Gave him five dollars for the evening. Man, I wish when five dollars could mm. go fucking forever. Five dollars no. doesn't get you shit don't these s- days. Don't spend it, it might all get in one you, place. <laughs> $5 will get you like a $5 box of T-Bell and that's it. It doesn't even get you like a combo. Like now they, I think Jack in the Box and, and yeah. Yeah, $5. Inside the bun, they have those like $5 combos. $5 is like the cheapest. Anywhere yeah. else. You know, seven, uh, between seven and ten. So, yeah, so he got his good old $5 and went out to have a good time. Thanks for the footlongs. And see, <laughs> they never say a fucking goddamn thing about Johnny and it's ridiculous. But anyways, the next thing they tell us is that the mom uh, came to pick him up. Um, two days later at Oli's house, and he was not there. His wallet, keys, and brand-new watch were there, and she found that super fucking odd. Yeah. Um, so two days later, I guess that would have been Saturday, she call, she calls the cops. Um, and uh, <laughs> the cops... <laughs> And the cops suspect that he's <laughs> succumbed to the romantic lure of carnival <laughs> the lure life. of the carnival. He became I'll, a carnival. This wasn't that it. long ago. Like, I'll, come on. This I'll admit it. The county fair sold my soul. This is not the 1930s. <laughs> like, screw you, parents. Like, you know. Uh, I'll tell I'm you. I'm going to run away and join the circus. I sure will show Yeah, uh, Let me tell you, sir. <laughs> let me tell I, you, I'll sir. tell you, mom and dad. I'm getting on a train. <laughs> See, I'm going to join the carnival. You can't do one thing about it. No siree. No siree, Bob. <laughs> I fell in love with the so, uh, I was trying to the figure out lady. That, I was trying to figure out that voice while I was doing it. So, <laughs> fell in love with the bearded lady, see? <laughs> the bearded lady. She's my mother now. Sure. She sure is. Okay, sure now I went is. to the main one. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. The romantic lure of the, uh, of the carnival. Um, and uh, so the next day, the carnival ends... Um, the carnival the ends. I, 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 let's just say the carnival <laughs> ends and the rumors begin. Yeah, <laughs> life goes back to normal, kind of. Everybody goes back to their daily routines. Yeah, but and maybe Jeremy just hopped up onto the carnival and you know, carny train just became the carny. So our first rumor <laughs> is that, um, like we said, lots of parties during County Fair Week. That he mm. was at a party and someone, some, some people. Spiked his beer, and <laughs> in this know. reenactment, Laced it literally with a powerful looks like illegal full, narcotic. Yeah, it, it, in this reenactment, it literally looks like mm, full-grown like adults. My kind of drug. It looks like full-grown <laughs> adults are are giving this little boy a beer. Does not belong there. You want a beer, kid? Here, take this one. Don't open another one. This one's already open. What are these? What are these little pieces of paper floating in? Ah, uh, don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so people think. I mean, there's not really much to that rumor that someone thinks he drank something wrong and what I mean, what happened to him after that? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. He had a good time. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, had a he good had night. A he woke up the next time. day. He continued his life. He's fine now. He's an accountant. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. <laughs> so um, the second is the rumor, which was from an anonymous source. And this is a pretty intense story. Even An uh, anonymous uh, jail source. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. A, yeah. And they go into a full-on reenactment mode for this uh, rumor, and this is the one that the three local toughs, <laughs> the three yeah, local the toughs, three went local up to toughs. them at the uh, when they were swimming in the the, the watering hole, the swimmer and swimmer and swimming hole. Are kids still that mean? Like I feel like there's a lot of bullying. Yeah, in the 80s it and just 90s. seemed like a, it seemed Survival like an, of the fittest an back then, over-exaggerated. Man. They didn't have safe spaces. 
like a like a yeah. Hey, Pierce's ear. I think that's what they said in the reenactment. Something about him shooting. The reenactment is so weird. It's like, hey, yo, we're shooting. It doesn't even say like what they're doing. It's like they're aiming in or around the child because they yeah. they, they shoot once and the kid is just like and the kid's just he's like, like playing staring. mannequin, like Whoa, doesn't move. And then Don't when they move. actually shoot him, you see like a just a blood. little like just a little bit a little of blood, of red, just red blood Kool-Aid. everywhere. Just like a little bit of blood like in the water, and then he just kicks his water. legs up like he's never been in the water before. Backstroke, son, backstroke. And then that lets <laughs> us know that he was shot in a pool by these three local toughs. Well, swimming but that, hole, not exactly that rumor. Oh yeah, sorry, leads into hole. other rumors. That that rumor leads into other rumors regarding these three boys. What's the other rumors? The 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 rumor is is they took him to oh, a cabin. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not a different rumor. That's just a continuation of current right. rumor. But there's different outcomes to the the continuation. Is what I mean. One of them is that they they like buried him and they got rid of him because he died. The other one is like they tried to nurse him back to health for two weeks and he yeah, suffered. Yeah. They, they tried to nurse him back to health. I'm he died, to and, they, and they just buried him. I don't know why I'm laughing. That's Jeremy not funny at all. This will make you strong. <laughs> well, you it's just strength. like it's just weird, like because you see like this little kid. <laughs> With like his bandage, like a, like you know, just a bandage around his like right over his heart. Yeah, and it's like now that'd be a fatal wound. And instant, he's just like laying on fatal. a cot, and they're like, "Oh, we're nice." And then the next scene, it shows him with like this little boy over their back, like, "All right, time to bury him." <laughs> that didn't work. All right. It's tough being well, a local tough. Well, that didn't work. Let's get rid of him. Oh, shit. Right, yeah, and him. this anonymous source also said that the body could be found like in a shallow grave around this uh, cabin, and that was not the case. Yeah, um, but we still got a really nice uh, reenactment. I don't remember. That. Did they mention whose cabin? Whose cabin it was? was no, it they like never. They never say whose cabin it is. No, and there's a there's some weird things. Uh, they don't. There's not enough about Johnny, who is uh, the friend that Jeremy was with, and um, um, also his sister had a nice story for us. These were two more rumors that happened. Um, Johnny's sister was like leaving a friend's house around 12, 12 or 1 a.m. She was walking down the stairs of this apartment complex and ran into a guy with blood on her shirt, with on, oh, yeah. on his shirt. And she, she was like, what the hell happened to you? And he was like, oh, this happened, what, happened hours this ago. happened hours ago. This <laughs> happened hours ago. <laughs> just, I gotta go. And just like went into an apartment close by. Oh, this, this ratty bloody thing? <laughs> it's nothing. Oh, gotta this go. whole thing? Gotta go. Uh, gotta go. Uh, gotta go. Uh, the, the, the nurse also sounds like the SNL character played by Cecily Strong in Weekend Update. And it's funny because her name is actually Cecilia. Close enough. <laughs> the Cecilia. sister, Johnny's sister's name is Cecilia. I still I still don't know which one you're talking about. The only one I remember is the annoying girl at the party. I need to Oh, well, up. yeah, she, she, she plays that character too. But no, this is like more of like a... Uh, a really like a trailer girl. trash girl, kind of. Yeah, that's the best way to explain it. Um, yeah, yeah, so... So that was weird. They see the person with the bloody shirt, and then thirty minutes later, Johnny arrives to uh to another sister's apartment. I think in the same building. They said, "I'm not sure." And yeah, he seemed yeah. They really said it was distraught and wouldn't fucking talk about what happened. But they mm-hmm. show a little reenactment of that, and the kid looks really scared. And then they don't. That's it. They don't say shit about. Uh, they don't. They don't say anything about uh, Johnny, or or if they asked him anything, they just said that he just seemed scared and didn't say anything. And the mm. case is still open. They showed yep, a weird, creepy age progression, and the case is still open. <laughs> yeah, they presumed but dead, and in August 2011, they held a memorial service in his in his memory. Damn, yeah, on the dude. 25th anniversary. Fuck. And uh, mm-hmm. I think this case is going to continue being unsolved because there's a lot of a lot of things have happened since this. Uh, what do you mean? Well, um, let's see. His former babysitter, a guy named 
Ter- or a girl named Terry oh, Steinhoff. I, I read who that. Was cousins, yeah. Who was with his cousin David, who was the dude in the bloody shirt that came running in. It was like, oh, this is yeah. okay. Um, yeah. Uh, died of a drug overdose in, while he was in prison, or while they were in prison in 2007 for unrelated murder, and they're a possible suspect. Oh, mm. so the guy with the blood on his shirt has since died in prison. No, no, his... No, the people, the people that ran into him, right? No, so Jeremy had a babysitter named Terry who was with David, who was Jeremy's cousin, and David is, was a dude with the the bloody shirt. Oh, okay. So okay, what okay, they don't say in Unsolved yeah. Mysteries, I guess, is they both walked into the apartment, or both walked into the building at the same time those two people mm. were together, and Terry was a suspect, but had passed, but has since then passed away. Uh, while serving out a murder sentence, and they suspect that he might have been, or she, who, uh, it doesn't say, it just says a name, Terry, and it was talking about, they suspect that uh, that they might be the murderer because of just, you know... The murderers. Of just, like, this whole situation, yeah, bloody, David, bloody shirt. Bloody, bloody shirt. And then it, it does yeah. kind of make sense, seeing, you know, the person was in prison serving a murder well, sentence. Yeah, and not just that, but why, like, all these rumors regarding these three other people that these, you know... The local toughs, they had to be involved somehow. I think. We'll oh know. yeah, those local toughs. We'll never know if they shot him at the watering hole or laced this poor innocent boy's beer. Somebody's poisoned the water hole. Or it's probably like not neither of those really dumb, insane stories. Well, I, don't, I guess they're not insane. They're just goofy. It's just outlandish. Yeah, they're yeah, just outlandish. Yeah. It's like, and it's, it's not just the reenactments. They're just a little yeah, like you said. <laughs> Outlandish for sure. Um, so our next case, I didn't write down the names of these. This one's about uh, uh, John Lee Martin. Yeah, about the cop that got shot. But fuck, what was it called? This was a because they didn't unexplained catch, death because they didn't catch they didn't catch the guy yet. So yeah, at the time of the first area, the original, it was area. an unexplained death. Okay, cool. Yeah, John Martin. This happened uh, Friday, November fourth, nineteen eighty eight. This guy was a 17-year veteran of the police force, and he was just, uh, yeah, just a cop. Then um, er, yeah. the cops were his friends. He had a really pretty wife. His Dude, wife was I was thinking pretty. that. 39 years old, and he was a father of four, and the wife looked like she was maybe 20. Per- I think she just. I think she was just really like pretty. She just had like a really pretty face. Good genes. Just took yeah, good took genes. Care of herself. She was, good genes. Yeah. But anyways, I didn't. I didn't notice what type of jeans she was she- wearing, Dan. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's rich. <laughs> so uh, he's making he's making his rounds when he notices a car parked uh, uh, behind a health clinic, right? Yeah. At like two fifty eight in the morning. At a time that it should not have been there. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of starts. Uh, I mean, he's he a co- it's, a, it. it's a cop car, so you know. Once he starts kind of like noticing it, the car starts a moving, and then he pulls it over. He stops it. And then he calls all this in to the cops, right? Yeah, right. he notifies dispatch that he's pulled someone over and that he can't read the license plate because the plate's in the window. Yeah, and that was a huge that was a huge uh, thing because if had he read the license plate, had he be able had he been able to see it, they would have caught this guy way earlier. But oh yeah, would have been a so he said straightforward case. Yeah, I think so. He, he I guess he didn't see the car, but he told him that he was pulling over what he thought was like a brown Cadillac at that time. And yeah, the obstruction, and uh, uh, that was the last transmission. So this, so I mean, we we have a reenactment, but we don't really know how it happened. Uh, uh, he gets shot three times, and well, they kind of do because he was he was conscious at first, and he told 
the other deputy, and this place was pretty far out because it took. I don't. I don't remember. Well, there was I, another I just officer it being a seven long miles time. away. Yeah, seven miles yeah. away. So that's a while. So it took a while for the other cop to arrive to call in, because um, they had tried radioing for him and he wouldn't answer. So they sent a another patrol over there, and that's when they found him on the floor. But the reenactment was super funny. He's just laying there with his eyes closed, and given, it, it just almost seemed like he was like in this, yeah, just like feeding the other guy information. Yeah, <laughs> who did his own reenactment, by the way? So, so we know he was that. shot three times. So when uh, uh, this other officer arrives, I have his name, Officer Parsons. When he found him, um, he was able to get some good info. He, the guy was in his mid twenties. He had a mustache. It was white. Um, that it was a Buick. Tan brown, definitely from the seventies, um, and an Illinois license plate because he read the license. The well, he, he was the only on able to plate. read or make out the uh, state logo, the land of enchantment or yeah. the land of Lincoln. Yeah, land of Lincoln. Land of Lincoln. So Lincoln. they were able to figure out that it was from Illinois, and um, he told he was able to tell the cop before um, he passed out that he fired all of his rounds into the car. So. So they know eh, they know enough about this car, and it definitely has gunshots in it. Yeah. So they were able to get him out of there eventually, and he was in a coma for three days before uh, Officer John Martin died. He succumbed uh, to his injuries. Yeah, poor guy. Um, Rustin Power. And he, he, wait, let's talk about, I don't, what's Rustin Power? Fuck that. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just read it on a thing once. Um, so November 5th, which was, what, like a year later? No, like a day later. Oh, the next day. <laughs> I'd like to point out this unsolved mystery really isn't an unsolved mystery. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, this case was solved before this show ever aired. So really, yeah, yeah. This sh- this episode aired January eighteenth, nineteen eighty nine, and they solved the case November fifth, nineteen eighty eight. That's so weird. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, this is not an unsolved mystery. So, but I guess it happens. They're like, we got to run with it. We got to play the story. Well, it's still. I mean, it's still interesting. So they they find the, a car burnt beyond red recognition in a fucking junkyard, right? They're junkyard. Yeah. Yeah. And there was as a David likes to say, a burnt ass car. Burned ass burned car. Ass car. Burned ass. And they they uh, they were able to you know find some more information, but mainly it was the bullet holes. After they went into it, they were able to find that David Wayne Mills was linked to this car, and then they. They went into his house before he was even there and found some shit that linked him to killing John Martin. Dude, and he had he, the sickest fashion I've ever seen of anybody on this show. Who the, Sick the killer? Mullet. Yeah, he kind of he did. Yeah, he I mean, it's mullet. not really. I don't know the the it's like a subtle mullet on the Reddit pages. No, nah, it's the startings of a mullet. It's he, it's not full mullet, but it's pretty pretty epic. He also was, said yeah. that uh, his uh, he didn't sh- shoot. He was with someone else, and that person shot. Yeah, and then they say how they interviewed that person, Bullshit. and nothing came They're of like, that. No, nah. And also nah, that Mills and and Mills was able to send them to the murder weapon eventually. But had then, that happened, the the officer would have said something. I don't think he realized that the cop had yeah. spoken before he died. Yeah. He thought he'd left them. He would have said if there was two people, I think, especially with all the specific information he gave in his last, you know, dying uh, breath. Yeah. in his dying breaths. Um, So he was, he was, he got first degree murder life plus 15 years. So after that motherfucker is dead, they're going to keep his body in a fucking jail cell for 15 more years. (laughs) That would be really funny if they (laughs) did that. That's that's what that means, right? (laughs) That means (laughs) they're going to keep him in the cell. 
All right, so that's case number two. Yeah, not really. Pretty cut and dry. Not really. Not yeah. You're right. That's kind of a like, good like point. David said. This was not, not an unsolved quite mystery. an unsolved mystery, is it? No, no. It was already solved before we aired. <laughs> this is a solved mystery, guys. All right, now let's jump back a hundred years to 1925. <laughs> well, close enough to 100 Dude. years. Mr. Prospector. I think of the Prospector the from Toy Story 3. Or not Toy Story 3, Toy Story 2. I think of the Prospector because I have... The Prospector. That's <laughs> the only kids. Prospector in pop culture, really, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Well, like national pop culture. Yeah. yeah. If you go local, you got Pater Pete. The Miners. Oh, El Paso yeah. Miners. Does there fucking gold come from El Paso? No, tin. Oh, that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, back in the day, El Paso I guess had the I guess largest we, tin mine in the U.S. I guess we would be called the Prospectors if it was cooler, something cooler than <laughs> no. if it was gold or something cool. But he, but the Prospector <laughs> from Toy Story was voiced by my man Kelsey Grammer. That was that was Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, that was Kelsey. He Grammer. did a hard Southern accent. Totally, that's good. Good for him. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that was him. And I'm usually yep. like insanely good. Like I can tell you who's who's narrating the Honda commercial, Fred Savage. <laughs> but anyway, hey, I didn't realize that. Uh, yeah, he's got that like really nice, like young sounding voice still. Huh. The uh, more you know, um, he's on that. He's on that show on Netflix. It's it's all right. Which oh, the friends from the college friends, which show? They friends there's from like fifty shows on Netflix. Friends from college. I, I, I watched friends the first couple and I liked it, but I was good. I was kind of like drunk. So I need to I need to revisit it. You know what I mean? It's all right. Like if you were just it's like right. watch something while you're just like a little drunk by yourself, and then yeah, it's like I enjoyed that, but I don't want to go back to it because I don't remember. I don't get it. I don't know yeah. if I liked it or not. I don't remember. I don't remember. If but anyway, gotta get drunk again. Bring drunk David back and uh, watch the rest of it. <laughs> but anyways, Prospectors uh, now streaming on Netflix. Wait, no, wait. What the fuck? <laughs> Prospectors. <laughs> um. So this is uh the missing heir of Don Whelan's who was a Canadian prospector who was very, 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 very successful and uh, ha- gained a fortune that is estimated to be about $3 million in today's buckaroos. All from poker. All- <laughs> GoDaddy.com. Yeah, all from poker. Online poker. Wait, but um, this was $3 million in 88, right? Yeah, that's true. And oh. and they kind of brush over the fact that the... the his his uh uh what is it his heir no his fucking fortune they they also allude that his fortune is fucking missing the the, yeah. the canadian right they can't find it so we why should are probably they start for this person <laughs> um i'm so confused so dan Whelan's 1925 prospector yeah let's R- go back. a rough Sorry, prospector guys. Um, he went to Canada to get rich. Uh, so he was a, he was an American, right? Yeah, he was an American. And uh, um, well, he was British, wasn't he British? Yeah. See, they well, don't really they know much. He, they there's not enough information on him that they alluded that he yeah. might have been British because he had a British accent. But then again, this is you know prospecting days. People hmm. nineteen twenty five. Like, people would come up with like identities because they didn't want like their friends or family knowing that they actually had struck it rich. So when they would go out and prospect, they had like a whole alter ego. Mm. Nice. You're thinking about the. You're thinking of the it's days a like the theatrical. Gold, well, it, you think about it's it in the cool. gold days. Like this is right after you know the uh, depression and stuff like that. That when people are coming rich, all of a sudden everyone's going to want a piece. Right. So, yeah. Like people would Dude, just kind of. That's why I think everybody want to be said, like Kanye. I've I've I wanted I've I've always said if I won the lottery, 
I would not tell anybody. I would, <laughs> so, my family, maybe that would. My wife, my kids, that would be it. So we re- really don't know where he's from. Like we think he's British because he had a British accent. But as far as we know, he could really just be a guy from like Sarasota, Florida, who could fake <laughs> a British accent. Yeah, maybe just right. he was he was an actor. But yeah, so he went to Canada with a bunch of these people um, to Strike find to prospect and to sift through sand and find some gold. Um, yeah. So by I 19- like how it says that fate and greed brought them together. Yeah, the that's, people that that's, were out that's there. pretty cool, huh? So in 1925, he was he was uh, popular around Ontario. Um, he spent his nights playing poker and days looking for the gold and sifting through sand. Um, gold by day, poker by night. Yeah, gentlemen. He, uh, one of the guys, gentlemen, gentlemen. The guy said he was uh, very well dressed and. He's, uh, so, he's a gentleman, and he was very fancy life. Like I had. To, I'm not sure if he really meant like gentleman's gentleman, as in you know, as a phrase, or he just was repeating himself. Because there were several other times where he stuttered, like, "Oh, yeah, that would never be here, here." Um, he could have been. He could have just said he well, was. I a gentleman. say, I say, boy. Well, I say, I say, boy. Well, that guy. <laughs> yeah, he had like a, a pretty mushy mouth. He he had a kind of funny voice, but anyways. So, one day while they're playing their creepy poker and being rough prospector types, uh, one of the miners tells them that there's gold up in Red Lake, which was like 850 miles away from them. And uh, Dan and his buddy Bill Costner traveled for over a month to get to this place. Um, and And then they were there for a while. I think it said it took them like a year to actually find something. And then after that, they opened up a whole fucking town. Like they f- they really hit the fucking oh no yeah the, I mean they struck it legitimately rich uh, Dan and Bill's mind drew over forty five million in gold jeez but he wasn't really into like being like running it and stuff and they say that he kind of uh, yeah he he was a total uh, um, uh, fucking recluse and he would just like to go up into the woods and just sift through shit and find more stuff just like he did before. But on the other hand, while he would also do this half his time, half the other time, he would do shit like rent whole floors of fancy hotels and just wine and dine and be fancy with his friends. And just have, yeah. So he was kind of living the... He likes the, the good life, but he, liked, he, he likes like the, the bad life, life as well. Work. Yeah. He likes... Roughs it at work. As Hannah Montana says, uh, he had the best of both worlds. <laughs> was and, that a Hannah Montana song? Well, I mean, it's the theme song of the TV show because she's just oh, a regular girl. Right. And then at night, she's the pop star. That's right. I didn't realize that was the uh, that was the title theme. I don't. I know that. I know. And I'm saying it on a podcast. How do you know that, David? <laughs> I've seen the opening to Hannah Montana. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's um, nothing wrong with that. I think there's a lot wrong with it. Say, uh, I'll say hi. Hey, bud. Hold on. <laughs> podcast. Podcast kids. Eli has little cute, cute kids. Cute, cute kids. Sorry, guys. Had a little bit of technical difficulties. Oh, no. That's okay. I, was, I wanted to say hi. <laughs> oh, he was like, I gotta go potty. I gotta go potty. Oh, he's got to go potty. <laughs> I always forget we can edit all this out. Oh, yeah, no problem. So, out there in the cold, sifting and still doing it like he did before he struck rich. And at the same time, using the riches he's made to just throw sexy champagne parties. Yeah. Robert Sack even talked about how he waxed his uh, 
mustache, mustache. real nice. Yeah. <laughs> Wax it up real nice. I like how he would rent the floor and just get everybody wasted on champagne. He seems like a lot of fun. That sounds like a party I want to. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I had a friend who would invite me to a, the nineteen twenty to the year nineteen twenty five at a champagne party. I wish we had a friend that waxed their mustache. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That'd be real class. Um, anyway, so this is when the mystery starts. Uh, you know, we've been boiling now, and now we're putting we're putting everything on to roast. Oh, we're... my cooking analogies are not very good. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, one day, he goes off on one of his uh, prospecting. I guess uh, excursion. I don't yeah, know. one of his excur- excursions. Would, he gets into the boat, heads into the bush, and is never seen again. Simple as that. And uh, in 2017, he has a uh, reality show about him living out in the wilderness on any bush people. Bush people. And it's his family. <laughs> Well, actually, well, that's the main thing. We don't, we don't know who, we don't know who his family is. So yeah, he just went missing, and his buddy with the with the mushmouth voice talks about how good of a of a bushman he was, and that like you know he's not one that would have just you know went missing. Yeah, they said he was a good bushman, right? Yeah, great bushman, which I guess means good at the will, good at wilderness. <laughs> he was good at living out of nothing. I was saying bushman like I've heard the term before. Yeah. Um, he was a great Bushman. That's what the guy said. Um, and so here's when we get our, we, there's some rumors, you know, cause people don't think he was just that he like could have just went off by himself and died even accidentally or whatever. Um, some people think that, uh, oh, well, first Mushmouth says that he like took some of his money and went to London and took a social place in life. Mushmouth. <laughs> yeah, he went and took a social portion life. Wait, what? I, we rewounded that. That's why, well, I'm sorry, what did he say? <laughs> what did he say? Um, yeah, you're the naked. Which is weird. That's fucking weird. I'm ready to make it. Especially if he had that much money. Why wouldn't he take his mad, mad cash with him to London or whatever? Yeah. Um, and there's another room. Which, that- I, which I never really got. I understand gold. Every people looking yeah. for gold. But, like, these people... And I kind of understand, like, the D.B. Cooper case we talked about. But I never understood, like, oh, like, if I had a bunch of money, I wouldn't be, I'm going to, I'm going to hide it up in the hills. Yeah. Oh, gonna, like, I'm gonna make it a legend. style. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no way with I'll that. I'll leave a marker and I'm I'll hide like, it in I don't the hills. buy it. I don't <laughs> buy it. I'm going to come back for this later. No. No way. I'm taking that with me. Yeah. So, rumor number two, he's killed over a poker game and just body tossed in a shallow grave to never be found. Um, I mean, it says there are rough and tough prospectors playing poker, but, like, I don't know. From the reenactments, they didn't seem all that mean, but I mean, what they the fuck? They didn't seem that mean. They seem nice. <laughs> that means fucking some nothing. nice prospectors. That means nothing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, his fucking estate could well worth be worth well over $3 million, especially now. And yeah, and then that's when they like talk to this real estate yeah, this, uh, air searcher person who's like, hey. He was trying to fa- track down his, his riches, right? He was trying to track it down. They yeah. don't even know where it is. So they're talking about, well, we should find this guy's heirs, but they don't even know where this money is. Right. I mean, right? Like, that's right. pretty much. So that guy was all excited. He's like, yeah, I can't wait for a Willens to get this cash. Oh, by the way, there is no cash yet. They haven't found We're it. still trying to find it. Well, back then they haven't found it, and I don't think there's anything new on this case. 
At least no, not to not. us. It's not really missing treasure. Right. Misplaced treasure that's going to nobody mm-hmm. in particular. Maybe <laughs> maybe treasure. Maybe the guy took off and yeah. So there, took his cash and went to live somewhere else. There is an update where they talk about this guy who called in and said that uh, he was a Whelan. And he said that it, this guy could have been his pretty his great uncle, right? Great great uncle or something. That they that he he knew um, he could trace like his grandfather coming to the country in like eighteen ninety five, oh. and that he might have came with a cousin. So not even so not so he'd be like yeah. a so he'd be yeah, this it guy's was like, that his grandfather. He said he, what he claimed was that his grandfather, who was eleven, came from Britain to Ontario in eighteen ninety five, and he believed that. Harold, who's the grandfather's name, traveled to Ontario with a relative, and yeah. that cousin was also lived in Ontario at some point. And Davy, who is the man who came forward, believes that Dan Willens was a relative that lived in Ontario. So, yeah, yeah, yeah you're just oh, I this guy same last name. This guy's got money. What? You, I, I mean, don't know. You think so? Because they they said that. Uh, yeah, I guess he could be making it up. And he's like, I, he's dude, like, me and my cousin getting some money? Maybe. That sounds then, good to me. And then the pictures. He brings pictures. And the pictures look... N- they were saying that it, there was a resemblance. Well, that I was, but that was no the old man that knew uh, that knew the guy. You know what I mean? Like, he straight yeah, up... It wasn't just like a photo-by-photo photo comparison. It was like a photo-by-photo photo comparison by a guy that prospected with the dude for years. Yeah, he knew Dan Whelan's, and he was like... He was like, so it wasn't just based without, on the picture. Yeah, well, it wasn't just like two pictures going like, yep, that's the same guy. It was just like, well, that's, those, <laughs> those photos look uncanny. Like they look a lot like if you got rid of the beard and just left the mustache, yeah. this could be his brother or cousin. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, in the episode, it is presented like that. Like, yeah, it's I like, know. Oh, <laughs> they look nothing alike, but it, it's alike. But they, 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 they a took lot on both the show. pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine like they could have done it on like the first case where they take both pictures and like transpose them on top of each other. That like has no scientific. Guy. Remember when they they took the skeleton of the guy and they they put his face over the skeleton and they're like that's and not they're him. trying to convince us that that's science. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see our that's first the only way back then. That, that is not. That is not. Let's try to convince us this is science, done. you motherfucker. Um, yeah. So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't catch that then. I thought it was the. I thought it was just some like photo expert. Yeah, yeah, no. When he come, it, he like meet. He met up with one of Dan's last surviving buddies. Is what is how they presented it. Oh um, yeah, you're right. I'm just reading that now. Dan's friend Joe Perkins. I think Joe was the mushmouth guy we're talking about too. I'm not sure. I think could be him. I think he was. He's kind of. I'm kind of doing like a Sean Connery, but like with American action. <laughs> not sure. Not Sean Connery like this. Oh. Okay. So fuck. You think we done, motherfuckers? No, Wait, we're how, not many, done. how long have we been recording for? <laughs> Forty minutes. <laughs> okay, shit. We're not done. We ain't done. We're just getting started. Fuck, there's three more. Okay. <laughs> Wanted. Chuck Kerrigan was a bodyguard who was murdered, placed in a trunk that was weighed down with a bumper of a fifty-seven Chevy, and he was thrown into a we river. Thrown in the river. His body was never seen again. They never found this river. Wait, they never... Yeah, wait. Yeah. It's a lot of specifics Yeah, for never finding but, uh, a body. They didn't mention how this... <laughs> st- where where this story came from, did they? 
they just bust out. Well, I mean, you know how how Robert Stack always does it. He just lays out that somebody was super murdered, and then they tell the story. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Leo Quarry. Leo Quarry is who we're talking about. He's a local businessman and a restaurant owner. And they immediately say, uh, we think he did it. <clears throat> because he was very competitive. He, yeah, he's this guy looks wet. Like, he's slimy. <laughs> he looks he's wet. Greasy. He just looks like, he looks like a bad guy. Yeah. All the pictures, not one flattering picture of this guy. Yeah, I, I got that same feeling. Bad, like a terrible cheap suit. He's, like, working at restaurants trying to manage them. Totally. And just, yeah. Just like some other some other restaurant comes in, he's doing better than them. He's like, I'm gonna take him out. Yeah, in the, in the, in the worst guys. way. And, and so like, Chuck is killed in this super like contract killing kind of way. The cops immediately go to Leo, but we'll back up a little bit, just like they did. Um, in the mid '70s, this guy was a good outstand uh, upstanding businessman. He went to church. He was married with four kids. He was a member of the American Legion, um, and he was a softball coach. No, sorry, softball. He was the umpire, right? The ump. He was the umpire. He was a straight ump. And um, if you would have asked his neighbors and friends, he was uh, presented himself as a caring and sensitive fella. Um, but, but that's not what the cops saw. Yeah, that's the, 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 I like I like the investigating officer. <laughs> Um, on this but case, that is not what we found. You like that? There's like that one point where he's like, he's like, sometimes when people cocky people are on the FBI, FBI most wanted list, they'll call. He's like, that'd be an interesting call. It's like, oh, shut up. He's not gonna fucking call you, <laughs> so you can gossip. I just want to know he's alive. I just want to know he's okay. <laughs> this one turns out really weird. I can't wait till we get to the end of the story. It um, turns out really crazy. So, um, it's so. April 20th of 1979 is when he's placed on the FBI's most wanted list. 1979, he was indicted for arson, fraud, and expulsion. Yeah, so that's when he's indicted. Um, and and then they get into, like, kind of the shit that he would do, which is, like, send armed thugs and masks to competitors' <laughs> restaurants and literally scare and the shit out of gun everybody down. Um, January 15th, 1977... He was brutally attacked. Uh, no, um, no, his friends. Yeah, his friends, his friends brutally attacked people at a restaurant, injuring several people and actually killing a person. And so, like, you know, just years of this going on. Can can we take a pause and do do a side salad here on that? Um, little thing about that little story. That incident actually happened at a really cool bar called the Mailbox. The mailbox. Yeah, it's a gay tell, bar. Tell us about the mailbox. The gay bar. And what, the, um, you mean the one person getting killed? In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one person was killed by a shotgun fired by Corey into the crowd. It sounds Who's like Corey. Lou Corey fired Leo, the oh, shotgun. Leo oh, Lou Corey. Oh, Leo. Leo. Or, sorry, Leo Corey fired a shotgun into a crowd, killing Albert Thomas and injuring two others. And it took him but, two years for him to be put on a fucking most wanted list, or to be yeah. because his inner circle was so tight that when oh, it came to right. being that's interviewed by the police, they're like there was such they, so much a commotion were, going on in the nightclub, we didn't know were, what happened. So, have you actually yeah. been to this place? Is that why? Um, you, I don't think it's there anymore, but I remember going to a gay bar and someone telling me about it. You could <laughs> so say he's telling you about someone being shot about the, well, this particular neighborhood called the Block, 
in um, what 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 city is this in? I, I want to say it's like Ohio or something. Oh, like Rich, that. Uh, Richmond, Richmond, Richmond Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, um, there's an area of town called the Block, and it's like the Gaberhood. And, yeah. Uh, it has a very rich history because this guy was like was a legitimate skis ball in uh, in this area. Um, his businesses they don't mention it in, in the unsolved mystery case, but um, Leo Corey businesses were gay establishments and he would hire people to go to other gay establishments and harass them knowing that if they were harassed at other bars they would have no other choice to go to the one bar where they felt safe at which was his bar that's fucked up yeah they don't say that Uh, in the episode they just say that they think he's involved in the homosexual community which is kind of like i think it's like very that's a very important fucking detail that they left i was gonna make a joke about Corey's friends being tight Oh yeah, not they once, were, not once. Corey's done with them. They were really tight. Corey <laughs> just loosens them right up. But not when, not once they, right. uh, not not after they left the mailbox. They weren't. How tight, tight were they? <laughs> not tight enough. <laughs> also, a little. Oh, this is a funny thing. Um, Smitty's, which is another bar that was owned by him, uh, he made a comment of being known as the Godfather of the gay. Hmm. He liked taking care of those gays. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a real creep, dude. It's like dude, he, he just like, looked like a sleazeball. It seems like he f- he found like this this like subculture and just like tried to like control it Own and it. use like, it. Yeah, he tried to use to it for his own gains, which was money. And it's fucked up, dude. Because especially, uh, of course, you f- you you feel scared and victimized, and you're going to gay bars, and and you're like, there's only one other place you can go to because people are like fucking threatening you with huge shotguns and shit that's terrifying as if yeah as if as if being a homosexual in 1988 wasn't hard enough and also 77 they, they used to make these these oh was uh, that in, oh yeah you're right this was or this was 70s this yeah was, that's yeah, even this worse before. 75 so, so also they talk about how how leo would use some of these uh, gay dudes for uh, like to do jobs yeah. For him, like fucking. Oh, that reenactment! He goes to this dude playing pinball. He's like, <laughs> wait, wait, so uh, did... haze. You want to kick? You want to blow me uh, and you want to whack a guy? And no, when I say he, whack he, a he guy. I mean kill me. a guy. He's just like, you want to kill this person for me? And he's like, yes. I mean, no, he says it cooler than that, hey, but it's like, hey, I got a job for you. I like how it showed I him. Need you to pinball. whack a guy? Yeah, I'm in. He's like, okay. Who's the guy? Like... I got to whack. All right, now blow me now. <laughs> he's like, do I do a whack blow or it's all the, it's all the things? It's okay. But yeah, so so that's when the cops um, really really got into it, <laughs> which was when they caught this guy who was about they caught this gay dude who was about to kill a dude, and when they arrested him, they said that Leo Corey put him up to it. Right, the Leo guy made me do he it. He was like Papa Leo. He sold him out. Yeah, and then um, they're like, all right, well, they wired him up, and that's when they were able to get the evidence to indict him, right? Yeah, well, that's where we discover the bodyguard being killed. This guy ends up being an informant and informs the police of Chuck being murdered and stuffed into a uh, oh, trunk. Okay. Oh, shit. Uh, an anonymous see, they informant. Didn't, they didn't connect those dots. That, that circle wasn't, I mean, yeah. So, that, so there you are. That that's, that's the circle is um, homeboy that was hired to do a whack job ends up. A whack job. <laughs> Did oh. he, he was hired to do a whack job. It's like we don't know if he meant Literally, jacking him off kind of or to kill him or he just like about. did like a really bad like oh shit that was whack dude. Like he did a whack <laughs> job. I need you to whack my weeds. I need you to, and I whack, need you to whack this guy. Yeah. You mean like whack him? 
or like whack them. It's like this is the wrong <laughs> bar. I don't know what whack? kind of whack you talking about. Like whack. The, <laughs> like, the, like the good kind of whack, not the good kind of whack. <laughs> the bad kind of whack. It's a bad whack. <laughs> not the good kind. <laughs> not the good kind. I'm, tr- I'm pretty kind, sure. Kind of yeah. Whack, kind of whack. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't have had to pay these guys that much to whack, you know. Person permitting, I don't know, you know. As long as it's consensual. No, I don't want you to whack me off. I want you to whack off this guy. As long as it's consensual. I keep thinking of that South Park episode, Tweaking Craig. It's like, if you want to take a gander at his asshole, just make sure that that's okay with him. Make sure there's firm, affirmative consent. Yes, Craig, I would like to take a gander at your asshole. (laughs) It's it's great. So, um, yeah, so... Pretty much you'd be like, hey, I control this subculture. You go murder someone for me. The cops caught this guy and turned him, wired him, and found a lot of good info. So through this, they're are able to indict him. But unfortunately, before police can arrest him, he uh, skips town and ends up on the America's Most Wanted list. Um, Dude. By the time when this aired, it had been 10 years since he was missing. This guy was really good at staying off the radar because... Yeah. They don't find him until way later. Until he, okay, so 13 years later, a guy named William <laughs> Franklin Biddle mm, passes Biddle. away. Bought my Biddle. <laughs> passes away in a hospital in San Diego. They're able to determine that this was Leo Corey. And that's, we don't know anything else. We just I know do. that he died 13 years later under an assumed name. I yep. don't know if you caught this, but the Robert Stack makes a mention on the cause of death. And he says that he died of a massive stroke. Ooh, that like I didn't catch that. yeah. There, there's an emphasis on massive. I Fucking massive. Yeah, no, no, just died from Dude, stroke. Died from a. They massive don't know how long stroke. he had been there in San Diego, where where he was eventually where he croaked, where he was where he was <laughs> where he <laughs> stroked. He <laughs> where he croaked instead of strokes. Oh, Should have stroked instead of croaked and stroked. Um, Multiple dick jokes I mean, tonight, folks. Yeah. If you like dick jokes, we got them. We we're serving like said, up the dick jokes here at the Stack Pack. I, yeah, they're not in short supply here. Tonight's episode is sponsored by 101 Dick Jokes for Dummies. <laughs> so that's case, what, number three? Four? Four. Yeah, four. four. So, wow. so by, uh, like, when they're like, he's missing, and he's been missing for ten years, and we still believe he's heavily involved in the gay community, and then we get the update. That says that he was caught 13 years later. So we'll probably get this. We'll probably see this update later in like you know mm-hmm. a couple, like a year Season and a half. Three. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so now we have another case, which is shitty because it's like there's nothing. Uh, it's a total mystery. Uh, I hate kid stuff, man. Yeah. Any, any kid, anything. I always like skip it. I watched this obviously, but nine-year-old nine-year-old Michaela Gerhart. Um, this was in uh, also November uh, 1988. November 19th, 1988. November was a violent month that year. Yeah, violence Dude. and just mystery and shitty shit. So I what was going on? So something in the air. I, I think it was um, the sun was passing um, Nor- Nobu. Hey, Noburu, <laughs> we're, we're supposed to die today. Yeah, we're recording we're, this we're on Saturday. We're dead right now. The day, we're, the day before I post it, we're recording this a little late. Uh, but we were supposed to all pass away because Noburu was supposed to. Planet um, X was supposed to collide with the to Earth, collide with like Earth right so now. It's good to know that we're all still here. 
I'm here. glad that we're you're here, listening guys. to us and you're still alive. You made it. You made <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Shit, maybe I spoke too soon. It is only 9:20 p.m. <laughs> so, uh, Michaela Gerhardt and her friend, um, uh, the parents give Michaela five dollars to go to the market for treats. You know, Ooh, another five dollars for snacks. Increment. Yeah, another five bucks. And this is something they do often. Um, she never goes alone, and it's really close. And they, the girls rode their scooters down there. Um, so they, so they leave their scooters out in front of the door. They go into the, uh, they go into the market, and they come out, and their scooters are gone. And the little girl notices that her scooter is over by a car, in the parking lot, and she went, she goes to grab it, and when she goes to grab it, this man grabs her from behind, and just shoves her in the back of the car. Fucking terrifying. But the thing is, is this little girl, the friend, saw the whole fucking thing. And was smart and called 911. She called 911. She was able to exp- tell them what kind of car it was and give a awesome composite of the guy, which was, he right. was real young, 18 to 20, long blonde hair. He had acne scars, which uh, they, he called something weird. Robert Stack called yeah, him something weird. Like some kind of Pock-mark. a complexion. Pock mark? Pockmark complexion. Compart- Never heard of that term. Pockmark complexion. But I saw the picture and I assumed it was like what we would call ac- right. acne scars. Or pizza right. face. And and he grabbed him from behind. He had shit, he had shit on his face, guys. He had pizza face. <laughs> that's, a, that's a way of saying he had <laughs> shit on his face. Um, so, yeah, the friends was able to give him all this information. Also, in col- the vehicle she describes is also brown and tan. Yeah. yeah. Probably a big Buick, too. And they said, and I noticed she said it was really shitty. Yeah, large American model vehicle, few years old, in poor condition. Those are that's a quotation. She said really shitty car. <laughs> <laughs> quotation really shitty. The uh, uh, the a uh, really heartbreaking thing about this is the parents, like when they're talking about it, like just how they just would always let her go, and it was nothing out of the the ordinary. Yeah, they said they did it all the time. They seem super distraught and fucking. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Oh, dude. But I, I, I mean, can't there, there's losing a kid like that. It's one thing to lose a kid, like to like your kid to pass away. Like that's one thing you can kind of like, okay, I yeah. can at least maybe come to terms with. But not knowing what's going on with your kid, like she was taken. And it's like, she, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what the person's doing to the kid. You don't know if they're raising her, grooming her, brainwashing you know, them, raping them, murdering mutilating them, mutilating your body. Yeah, you don't yeah. know. That's none gotta, of this. Tear you up, and, huh? and none of, there's no update on this at all, huh? No. Uh, the only thing I did so. find something um, when I did a Google search on it. Because they, they don't give us very much in, no. in terms of this case. It was pretty short and sweet. And then um, the, the uh, I'd ra- rather not sweet, I guess cut and dry is probably a better Sweet's term. the wrong word. Yeah. <laughs> sweet is definitely the wrong word. <laughs> the, only sweet, um, the only thing sweet were the treats that she never got to eat. Aww. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the uh, only was, thing um, sweet were the treats that she never got to eat <laughs> <laughs> tonight. <laughs> creepy tales. So um, there was there was a small update about a man, and this this is not confirmed. Hold on, I don't remember the dude's name. All right, so Timothy Binder, a suspect of uh, a disappearance of another girl named Amber Schwartz, uh, was also considered to be the suspect of the Michaela thing. The other thing was the case was reopened by um, by the rescue of a character or a person named uh, J.C. Degard, 
uh, who was kidnapped oh. by a pedophile. Named, Wait, the uh, rescue of another kid? Yeah, the rescue yeah. of uh, of a another girl named Jace oh. Dugard, I, which I believe is Dude. an unsolved another unsolved mystery case. It is. Oh wow. Um. Dude, they found her, and then they yeah. There's also, they arrested a guy named Philip Guerrero of yeah Anatoke, California, and uh, the vehicle that he used to kidnap was similar. similar. What did he look wow. like? A similar description, apparently. Like it, it doesn't go much into the fandom wiki, but it talks about like how this guy was um, thought um, to be her possible abductor and then it says in february of 2012 wesley i can't pronounce his last name a convicted killer oh dude this is this is the one okay so check so check this out about that same that philip garrido guy if you go there was a crazy if you if i don't know who found this i don't even know how i stumbled upon it but talking about this reminded me so on google earth or on google maps you know how you can do like street view yeah well, somebody uh. posted, uh, I guess they were looking at, they were like doing research and put his, his address in there, whatever. Well, they saw his house. Well, they did a street view and it turns out the, the Google car actually catches a van pulling out of the dude's parking lot. So you could see whoever was living there driving around. It's, it's, it's really creepy. I don't know when I watched it, I, I got the chills, but you can find it on YouTube. It's called Google street view scenario, uh, screencast of Garrido's. I think it's house. It's cut off. The title's cut off. But yeah, if you just Google like Philip, wait, Grito, so you can see him. Google Street View. You, you can see him inside his van. Yeah, it's crazy. So and but it's weird because at the time she was living in the backyard. Like he had constructed this huge like, like, I don't know. He had like a like a living compound for her like in the backyard. Yeah, she was like really living creepy. in tents on her prop on his property. This was yeah. so. This was another little girl that he. This is, Jace yeah. Degard or JC Degard that, that he had for a long time and she, and she yeah. got out, but she got out. She was, yeah, so 18 so, years since her abduction. And he and he might have been a suspect in, yeah, yeah, like the vehicle, one of the vehicles he used. Dude. Um, and I guess when he kidnapped JC was a similar description. Uh, but it also discussed in February 2012 a guy named Wesley. Yeah, that's the one I was going to talk about. Sherman Tyne. Who is a convicted killer on death row, wrote a letter to a... uh, uh, Wrote a letter to Stockton Record after Lauren Hezog, his former partner in crime, committed suicide. And it's... Basically, the letter states that, you know, he believes that... uh, That Michaela... Or that he was responsible for Michaela's abduction and... Michaela. Michaela. And says Herzog's uh, had a striking resemblance. Yeah, and if you look it up, it looks like the same dude. Who's that? That's that's Gerardo. I'm showing Eli a picture of Gerardo really young. And it looks... Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that could have been... It looks exactly like what the... What the girl could have might have drawn if she's no seeing way. seeing Michaela. Dude, I've never even seen that. <clears throat> I hope it. Yeah, I mean, I lo- I googled maps it and I mean searched it, and he's you know he was older when he got convicted. So there's one picture of him, and he's got long blonde hair wow. as a younger wow, man. <clears throat> could be pretty crazy. And, and so wait, what happened with that guy? I actually I want to I'm going to read all about this guy. <laughs> so uh, really. Sherman Time wrote a. Wrote a letter um, saying that his former partner had committed suicide, and he believed uh, that 
Henzerg or Herzerg was responsible for Michaela's yeah. abduction. But if you look, if you look at the Herzerg guy, it looks kind of similar to the guy's bald, obviously because it's older yeah. also. Mm-hmm. And but then, they, the facial features look pretty similar. Like it could be crazy, dude. And That's then deep, Sherman man. Time had told police uh, an area where they could find a body of a child between the age of five and fifteen years old. They weren't able to. Um, he, yeah. I guess he didn't have enough info, but he told the police where to find this uh, body in a. I guess it was like a well. And they never found it. Uh, well, they did find it, and they found a bone fragment in there, but unfortunately, it was not of hers. Not Michaela's. No. So wait. So okay, Philip Garrado. Wait, who was the second person again? Uh, Wesley uh, Shermantine. Shermantine. And he was in... Uh... He was in Death Row for oh, okay. a murder. Uh, but he had a partner in crime that was also in jail named uh, Lauren Henzer. They were known... They were like partners in crime, and they were um, known as the Speed Freak Killers because of their involvement with over 20 murders in the 1980s and 1990s. Oh, shit. Those are yeah. two really good leads. Dude. Mm. They're, they're, so they're reopening the case. Dan? So the, yeah, the case said? has been reopened Fuck for yeah, Michaela's disappearance. For Michaela's disappearance hey, because of the uh, bone. Fragment. Maybe our listeners will be able to help solve a mystery this time. Honestly, the, uh, those are two really good possibilities. Uh, very interesting. Whoa, I didn't That's know there was more to this. I'm glad we. <laughs> My mind is blown. <laughs> um, all right, so this is the last case, and we're gonna have a little fun here because it's ghosts. Oh, it's ghosts. Ghosts. <laughs> I love ghosts. Ghosts. This is actually a good one. This one kind of creeped me out. Dude, yeah, this was a really good one. This one, um, when I watched this before, I thought it was funny. What I picked up on was... um, You grew up in a haunted house? How they were selling their house. Yeah. And how they don't allow... They didn't want Unsolved Mysteries to know. Well, my... my, To film the outside? Yeah, I had a few friends in real estate, and I was like, are there rules to that? So the rule is only if somebody's murdered in the house or if somebody dies in the house, you have to disclose that. But hauntings are not... It's like, hey, we're just going to show you the inside, and fuck you if you buy my house. Sorry. the murder thing only dates back to a recent murder. So like, if you have a house and you know like 50 years ago someone was murdered in it, the realtor is no longer required to... uh, disclose that information because yeah. it happened 50 years ago but say if like someone was murdered in the house you know two years ago yeah they gotta let you know would you guys move into a house that was people like were murder bolded uh like what if it was stupid cheap like seeing that like, yeah, see i would house. i mean after watching american horror story yeah i'm, I'm game sure why if not? the murder was in the public archive <laughs> was that older than if, 75 if I, years or if something? i could search the microfiche <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. Wait, what is it called? It's public archive, right? Like a book is really old and it's like no longer copywritten. Uh, that would be public domain. Yeah, public domain. Yeah, like as long as the murder is public domain. <laughs> if the article um, about the murder is in public domain, everything's no, a okay. No, like if, if I was a realtor, I could just imagine like showing a house or somebody's like murdered in. And then I um, would be yeah. so excited. You'd, you'd, no, you'd be like, "What I, the fuck? I don't want to buy a house from this guy. He's so excited about telling me how this person was murdered." They found the severed the arm underneath the bed in the <laughs> no, nursery, I would have to, right over here in the corner. No, I wouldn't do it like that. I would do it like, "Okay, so here's the bathroom. Yeah, here's the here's you know the suite, or here's the uh, the the stairs leading up to the ensuite." Um, yeah, so uh, this this house is really under budget. By the way, somebody was murdered here, just a family of four. Um, anyways, continuing. No, on. you gotta you, you gotta slip it in. You Here's gotta, the you backyard. Slip it in, just like you know, <laughs> casually slip Kinda, it in. Just just slip somebody it in. Somebody was totally murdered here. Um, 
Anyway, <laughs> just a family of four. Ago, no big deal. Were brutally murdered here. Anyway, so the selling price is one hundred twenty-two thousand dollars on this, which is a 3, steal of a deal. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All right. So our last case in this long journey that you're taking with us this week is uh, poltergeists, the Tatums. Tatum, Tatum, Tatum. Tatum, Tatum, Tatums. Tatum, the Tatum, fucking Tatums. Tatum. They are an old couple. Um, Jim was a career army officer and Kay was an accountant. And they decided to move into this uh, cool house. That they the thought suburbs, would be the dream home. In the suburbs of Atlanta, right? Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Sub- I want to know. I go to Atlanta a lot. I want to know. I need to find Ooh, this place. Find this house, suburb. dude. Find this house. So they, they're moving. So, yeah. Suburbs, time to retire. Five months after, they're like, we're getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, because this house is a scary house. Hey, scary house. Thanks, but no thanks. That's what they said. I just said, <laughs> I just said, hey, scary house. And my phone just thought I said to Siri. <laughs> hey, scary hey, house. Hey, scary house. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> um, so uh, it all starts with Kay getting up in the middle of the night. And um, she's walking. She walks to the restroom, and she sees a glimpse of a man walk past her in the open doorway. Mm-hmm. This is this one. I think for some reason this one creeped me out the most. Dude, she, she for says sure. the man was swinging his arms slightly, and his head was slightly bent, which is fucking weird, man. Like, like Michael Myers, bent. like yeah, uh, it's I, it's ugly. Like I, <laughs> and, and and she he also, comes in she, sideways, dancing, like just doing just like a dun, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it's creepy. I don't like it. She also says that there's nothing, nothing, uh, nothing I could see through. Like it was a solid like shape a walking solid by. person. And he, she thought it was her husband. Yeah. She thought it was her husband. So she goes and checks and he's mad asleep. And then she's immediately like fucking burglar because this was not ghost like to her. It right. Looked like and he's man. like, gets up with a gun, looks around the house. Nothing. And um, later that night, Kay, like, of course she can't sleep. Why the fuck would she? Um, she remembered that like not a single sound made when the when this shape or uh, this man passed by. Yeah, fuck which is weird, weird too. Um, and uh, two months go by um, without anything happening, and uh, good old Jim is doing some repairs. He's working on the steps that go up to their attic when he uh, gets called down for lunch, and Dinner. he un- he unplugs the old school drill. Because it's fucking old. Great Milwaukee, by the way. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I, I, there's something about old school power tools that is it's just really cool, right? Like, Oh, stainless like, steel chassis. Like, yeah. no safety They don't make features. them like they used to anymore. I remember Ryan King used to have all these old fucking, like, uh, uh, drills and sanders and shit. And it was just, I mean, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they don't make them like they used stuff. to. They but don't anyways, make them like they used to. So this was, you know, important to him. And he knew how old it was, so he unplugged it. And uh, the night goes on. Um, he's watching a movie. He decides to watch a movie, and she goes and reads. Yeah, Kay goes mm-hmm. upstairs to read her book, and she hears the drill go off. Zing, zing. Zing, zing. Thanks for the folly. <laughs> <laughs> We're adding folly, guys, by the way. Um, she hears the drill go off, and she's like, oh, Jim, playing with me, joking. Knowing I'm afraid of ghosts. And uh, she goes out there, and not only is the drill unplugged, it's cold as the devil's dick. <laughs> I would imagine the devil's dick being K's really words. hot. <laughs> Wait, sorry, what'd you say? I would imagine the devil's dick being really hot. Uh, not cold. 
Yeah. I don't know. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Nothing's worse than a cold dick. <laughs> it's colder than a ghost dick in here. <laughs> colder than a ghost dick in here. Yeah. Colder than the dick of the ghost that... <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> it's got to be dicks either way. Damn it. <laughs> dick, 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 dick. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, the drill's on, and it's fucking scary, whatever. Um, another time, Kay hears, like, the sound of coins, like, being put into the bowl, I guess. They probably have, like, a change bowl, I'm assuming. Just dropping individually. But it said, you, you missed that when when she heard the coins, it says she felt she she was in the she was in the house alone. She, yeah, she, she in was the in room the room alone. She was in the room alone. She heard it in the room that she was in. But you were talking about cooking. I just want to say, um, in the reenactment, she was microwaving. There is a big difference. <laughs> There's a huge difference. Nuking something and cooking something. Nuking yeah, something two different and things. cooking something. Are I didn't even catch things. that. She was microwaving? Yeah, she was nuking. Kay, go home. Kay, I'm going to buy you a cookbook, girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was cooking her craft TV dinner. Kay, I'm going to get you a cookbook, girl. Thanks, Entity, but no thanks. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Ghost, I know you're trying to give me cooking lessons. I know that there's radioactivity in my microwave, but just... That's 345, just, that high. Just, just let me do that. me. Just let me do me, Poltergeist. <laughs> it's it's really Patrick Swayze <laughs> trying to like come across the other side. Trying to tell her about Monsanto and how she shouldn't be <laughs> microwaving everything and how it's bad for her. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... She's microwaving something, and she feels two tugs on her dress. Um, and this is when she's like, I'm creeped out. And she calls the parapsychologist. And the parapsychologist yeah. is like, I'll hit it up. His name is William Roll. And he's like, the, the perfect generic psychologist person. You know, he's got. I think that, he's that a fake yeah. person. That was a bad yeah, accent. but he can't be real. He, he's doing the, the typical, like, Sigmund Freud typical. kind of, like. Yeah. Like, this is very disturbing. The sickness is... <laughs> the entity is disturbing the family very much. Yeah, I can't do it, but it's yeah, like... It's pretty good. That's pretty good. It is all right. It's I like, like it. straight up psychology. Yeah, like I'll give that three stacks. I give it a B plus. <laughs> David's going to kill me for that comment. <laughs> um, so... And then, and then this is when they like they, like, sprinkle on this bullshit about how, like, memories can be put into objects and... Yeah, that's people yeah, they, with the shine. Your aura and your chakras can cause those memories to make the inanimate objects come people alive. With the and shine. apparently, K K has the shine, like Danny well, Torrance the in Creek. The Shining, and she can make these objects like do things. But um, she's no Halloran, though. Yeah, she's no Halloran. She's no Halloran. Otherwise, we all shine on. Um. Anyway. <laughs> but then you gotta talk about the bell oh yeah well okay well anyways so, so roll roll thinks yeah like i said that fucking the memories can it's bullshit it's just like bullshit adding on to the story right like <laughs> this is oh this there's is memories haunting these artifacts sprinkles for the sunday please yeah it's just like whatever so um the the bell part which is fucking the, that part creeped me. I out. think this is when we're like legitimately scared because Jim, yeah, because Jim, Jim gets scared, freaks out, and it's like whoa, like this guy. And it's not, caught. He's not. It's acting. caught on camera too. Did you notice, man? It was it was great. I mean, I love this. No, story. like I seriously got like uh, like like Goosey's. Like I was feeling yeah. emotion, especially when she hugs him and she's like, "I've never mm-hmm. seen you like that." And I was like, I've never seen you dude, like dude, that I got before. like straight up goosebumps." I was like, "I yeah. love them." 
They're fucking amazing. I hope they're that okay. That was real. Those were real tears. <laughs> real tears. Yeah. So, anyways, the story is um, is that every time this is their thing, you know? And we used to do this as kids. Like, m- m- we had a, a, a bunch of bells. My mom, like, has, like, a bunch of antiques. <clears throat> and, like, mm-hmm. she would, like, e- every month we would pick a different bell and she would ring it when it was dinner and we'd come. Um, so... When she was upstairs and she needed her husband Jim, she would ring these little the little bell instead of hollering Jim, Jim. Yeah, instead of just hollering up here. Oh my God! What the hell was that? What was that? What? I don't know. That was creepy. What did you hear? It was just like a really creepy bing or scream. I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't make fun of poltergeists. Wait, what just happened? So, oh, something like, just, dude, why would it make that noise? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't hear that. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's on our end. I mean, no, you wouldn't have heard it. What? Yell the hell? again? Hey, hey! I, I didn't Jim. yell. I was, you were kind of yelling. I was. I was say, Jim, Jim. Hey, Jim, get your ass up here! Oh, that hey, was Jim. That was dude, weird, what? Man. What did it sound like? It was just like, Whoa! like it sounded like it could have been a mic, but it, it's, it also sounded like a like a whale scream, like. Whoa! <laughs> I'm leaving that in because it's terrifying, dude. I hope you pick that up. No, that is cool. There's no way it's not there. It was weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, poultry guys. No, seriously. Okay, so no, you need to tell our audience that we didn't do anything. No, no, I didn't fucking do anything. I was just like, I'm, what the fuck was that? I'm watching them in Dallas. I'm watching this live feed on our <laughs> Skype, and I didn't see it. Damn thing. I literally saw both of you both of you just stopped dead in your tracks at the exact same time. <laughs> that was that not was cool. That was fucking weird. I literally just saw you guys stop and look at each other like what the fuck it's was new, that? And keep in mind I can't I can't hear that. I could I yeah, can't hear can't what hear they're hearing. Them. You can't hear like our mix. You're we're just hearing you from Skype and we add you in pretty later. But what? yeah, that was Don't give everybody our secrets away. <laughs> But yeah, it's that's weird. what happens. Don't no, tell me my fucking secrets. That, okay, yeah, that I'm a little, I'm a little spooked. <laughs> that was weird. Which is weird because that's what we were just talking about about yeah, 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 yeah. being ab- about how about... Dan lives in a haunted house because I think well, I grew up in a haunted house. Uh, this house is probably just, haunted too. Not just that, but like we were talking about how Jim was freaked out, dude. That was crazy, and then we all just got freaked out. So, so I'm even freaked out over here. I'm 600 miles. You're away looking behind you. I seriously am. I'm like, what in the world? The only thing that's creeping me out is these two dolls. My my girls have two dolls. In the room. <laughs> so, anyways, the the bell. Um, so, uh, yeah. So every time the wife needs Jim, she rings the bell, uh, and Jim comes up the stairs. So it's so it started happening to where she was like, no, I didn't ring the bell. And then it's it's gets to where it happens a lot. So she says, oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, they create the code. Yeah, they talk. They, a, the they talk the about Vinci how they're down. The bell code. They're downstairs and they talk <laughs> the about how code. if you really need me, ring it three times and I'll come right up. So that's when that what you said happens. She rings it three times and he's like, all right, time to go upstairs. And then she's asleep. And the bell's in another room, and then he's like, fuck this. And he turns around, and right when he goes out – or not when he goes out the door. When he's walking out the door, yeah, another bell ring. And this is – so it's like the fucking ghost was fucking with them. Yeah. Like we might be, <laughs> but, like we yeah, might be getting fucked with right now. But Not just um, that, but he, he – you could see visibly when he's retelling the story, he gets really shaken. And he like kind of sits up in his posture, and and Kay has to like kind of console him like, hey, I never saw you like that before. And they share this really tender. Yeah, it is super tender. Like, yeah, it got my heartstrings uh, 
a mm-hmm. dancing and a flowing. <laughs> and now they're getting now that they that house is on the market. Somebody else, some that entity, somebody else's. Property. Well, it was on the market like fucking before. Uh, I was born, <laughs> dude. I can't even focus. <laughs> um, so I don't know, but yeah, it's probably re- would be really hard to find out where that house actually was. But yeah. um, yeah. So they, I mean, the story ends with them, I guess, Moving solved because they fucking moved the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Not solved that they don't know what was going on with the house, but yeah, the house is gone. Or it could be like a paranormal activity where that. The thing follows them. Weird shit happens, man. I mean, I grew up into a house that, like, the light switch in my room would randomly turn on. Like, the switch would physically turn on by itself. Dude, did I ever tell you guys about that one time? Speaking of that, our first apartment that we moved here, that, I, it was pretty creepy. We had some creepy stuff happen. Nothing, like, visual or anything. But the only thing that was, like, super creeped us out was um, one time we put Adeline. This was, we only had one kid. So we put Adeline to bed in her room, and then me and Giles went to bed. Well, we would, like, stay up and watch TV, obviously. And then... We both went to bed, and then we both woke up, and all of our lights were on. All of them. We're like, what the fuck? Like, Adeline's light was on. Our light was on, which is crazy, because if she was usually not sleeping in the dark, she would have woken up. But we were, like, tripped out. I, I asked her, I said, why did you turn the lights on? She's like, I didn't turn the lights on. I thought you turned all the lights on. I thought uh, you gotten drunk off the devil's cut again. Oh, that's, no, and I thought, that's creepy. I thought maybe, I thought maybe like, I did. I was like, well, maybe did I, did I Maybe I had up? too many like, devil's cuts. Did I have too much to drink and did I wake up and leave all the lights on? That's really weird because we would go and like peek on her, but we never turned the lights on even when we went in her room and we would never leave the lights on putting her to bed, which is super weird. But like literally the kitchen light, our bedroom light was on. That's and so creepy. Dude, yeah, I, have you seen weird. Have you seen It Comes at Night? No, I watched It Follows yesterday. Oh, you never, do you have, have you never seen that? I had never seen this, that. Isn't it, it really weird. great? Dude, it's good. I just don't like that they didn't answer any questions. But oh, dude, that's so kind good. of that's the best part. Like it's like a yeah. total like John Carpenter homage. Like it yeah, doesn't tell just, you too much. It, just it's they it, don't. But they don't, yeah, you're not supposed to. know. It, it reminds me dude. perfectly of the first Halloween movie where it's just like it is what it is and it's killing yeah. and it's just, just deal this with person. it. And yeah. it's in the shadows and it's you don't know what it is. It's yeah, it falls yeah. is super cool. But yeah, you should really check know. out if you like a mind fuck of night. a horror movie. Dude, um, it comes I'm gonna at watch night. it right now. It comes is at it, night is really good. Is it on uh, Netflix? No, it's not on Netflix. It like just came out. It was in theaters. It just came out like on digital oh, and really? stuff. We actually rented it in the hotel room in Dallas. <laughs> hmm. Or <clears throat> rent it right now then. It's really dude, that's good. Crazy. Um, I'm gonna. I'm in the. I'm in the Halloween mood. Yeah, dude. But no, I'm pretty freaked Wait, out, watched, man. That... We watched Creepshow two yesterday. Oh, it was perfectly, insanely goofy. But yeah. Halloween, yeah, Halloween. I also celebrate Halloween all year, but especially for September and October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyways, ghosts and all the funness that we've had today. Um, yeah, this is like this is what people love about unsolved busy mysteries. Busy it's like yeah, is ghosts and murder and intrigue and and treasure Spooky and f- a little bit of fraud. You know, if you count some of the shady shit that uh, Leo did. Um, it's, yeah, it's just a hodgepodge of just all the things that you love. Yeah, this is a good episode. <clears throat> um, so, like I said, we're the Stack Pack on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate and review if you're having fun with us. Uh, if any, and if anything, if you don't want to write some words, just give us some stars. Hey, yeah, um, it'll really help. Thanks to our uh, Twitter follower. What's uh, <clears throat> we got a couple Twitter followers out there that are interacting with us. We really appreciate it. Um. Yeah, so shout out to uh, 
uh, the people following us on Twitter and Instagram and interacting, Texas True Terrors, and a bunch of other cool podcasts that have been checking us out. Um, uh, Mike Moreno, who wants to contribute, but thanks for listening. Maybe we can figure that out sometime soon. Um, what's he, Mike Moreno? Mike Moreno is NXT. Is NXT, yeah. Keep up the conversation. For every mystery, there's someone somewhere who knows the truth. Perhaps that someone is listening. Perhaps that someone is you. Have a great night, guys. Love ya.